Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I'm going to be talking about bulking without losing your abs. Now, this may sound counterintuitive, but so stay with me, listener. <laughs> we'll talk. We're going to get into this. Uh, you, the listener, the viewer, you are trying to get in shape, and you're also trying to gain muscle mass. And all over YouTube, there is consistent information out there. And I'm just going to give you some personal experience because I think this for me is very specific. But what I've found is a nice combination. I've gone all over the YouTube, all over the YouTubes. I feel like an old man, God. Uh, like a young man, just like all over the YouTubes. Who is Lim Fao? Fao. Yes. Would you like me to spell it? L M F A O. Oh, it's not a name. He's a hacker. He's a Chinese hacker. Lum Fao. Um, searching for good information. Now, I've talked about bulking and cutting in a kind of negative tone on my podcast before because I'm a big fan of main gaining or trying to be in a, a, a slight calorie deficit or a slight bulk um, to be able to increase your performance. I think a lot of people are looking for that instant cut or that instant bulk. If you're one of those people, I'm sorry, you might want to cut the video short here. We are a minute, and we're going to be like, you know, 40 seconds in, you're probably best to leave because I'm not the guy for you. I'm not going to be looking at extremes. I'm going to be very much looking for consistency from you. I'm going to be looking from consistency because that's what it's taken for me. I was recently going through some of my old photos, my progress photos, starting all the way from 2018 when I first started doing weights all the way until today. And to me, it is crazy, the difference. It really is. It's a point, maybe I'll put some photos up, on the, on the screen for those who are watching on YouTube. For those who are just listening, let me describe it to you. I was a stick insect. I was a guy without any muscle mass whatsoever, but I had uh, what you would, the perfect description. I was the perfect description emulation of skinny fat. I was exactly that. I had fat around my waist and zero upper body strength and quite thick legs through genetics. Because I, I ran, so I had some sort of muscle mass for my running, but that was about it. And because I'd run for around, I want to say, from 2014, 15, so it had been three years of running at that point. So all I'd been doing is cardio, basically. And so I'd shrunk my body down to the point where there was zero strength and it was all just cardio base. So what I'm describing in this video is actually a many steps later down the line. I would actually say taking a bulk or a bulking without losing your abs is kind of advanced. So if you're a beginner, this might not work for you because you're initially, it doesn't really matter. Now, hold your horses. I know you're thinking, Chris, what is it? What do you mean it doesn't matter? What are you talking about? It does, of course it matters. Well, it, it doesn't matter because if you're starting out, you're either going to be thinking to yourself, well, I'm either overweight or I'm underweight. And either way, if you were like me, you're skinny fat, well, probably the best thing for you is just to just start. Number one, for both sides, overweight, underweight, just start. That's the main thing. Build some consistency. And what I say to some of my friends is call me once you've got through a year. Once you've got through a year of consistently working out, then we can talk. Because that is when you've actually built, in your mind, the mental fortitude to be able to get through to the next stage. Everyone's looking for that 
inspiration, the, the, the drive to be able to get somewhere. But the first thing that they need to do is do it on their own and figure it out. And yes, there's so much information out there, but if we were to go to the bare bones of working out, if we were to go into the bare basics, push-ups, sit-ups, air squats, burpees, um, you know, press-ups, literally, you can nail it down to those and then just eating clean. And when I mean eating clean, I'm talking about eating your fruits and your vegetables, eating your clean carbohydrates, potatoes, rice, uh, sometimes depending on what sort of bread you're eating, bread as well. And then also, what are the clean carbohydrates? Sweet potato, again, different variation of potato, but you get what I'm saying. The carbohydrates you know aren't as fun. They're not as fun as the Rice Krispies treats that you'll see on YouTube, people eating it through intra-workouts, or the uh, rice cakes, or etc. Non-filling carbohydrates. I'm talking about the stuff that's actually going to be kind of boring, but at the same time, you know it's good for you. Then we're going into our proteins, and we are looking at keeping them clean as well. Looking at your steak, looking at your chicken, looking at your mince, whatever you want to go, beef. I smell like beef. Chopped up beef, whatever. Find your protein that you enjoy. Anyway, back to, sorry, I'm all over the place at the moment. So for those listening, I'm sorry, and, and those watching as well. When you're bulking and when you want to keep those abs, you have to have already got to the stage where you can get abs in the first place. So what I had done already, I'd already got to the point where I was what you would describe as, I would class as shredded, to the point where even if I lifted one bit of weight or did one cut, like 10 push-ups, my arms would just go into a, you know, <laughs> into a map basically of veins uh, because I'd just got so lean. And that was the perfect point for me to go, right, I am at extreme leanness, I need to put on some weight and I need to put on some muscle because I've been doing cardiovascular and calisthenics for two years and it's the perfect place for somebody to work from. So if you are in a place where you are lean and you already have a good foundation, this video is for you because, and now I know this has taken five minutes for me to sum up, because you've already built the foundations. For those who are just starting out, for those who are thinking to themselves, well, I could bulk up and have abs immediately. I'm sorry, that's not the case. You will need to have already built up a foundation of exercise. You will have to have already worked out for at least a couple of years to get to the point where you've already got the abs, where you have cut and you have already pushed yourself on that main gaining phase to get to the point where you're happy with a relative uh, physique. But for those who are at that point, this is some cool stuff. And I'm gonna talk about how I went from 82 kg all the way up until now where I'm weighing 89 kg, a uh, significant, significant amount of weight uh, over the course of three months. And for me personally, it's been perfect. I haven't put on so much weight that I'm you know, looking like my face isn't bloated, thank God. <laughs> you know, my, my, you know, I haven't lost any of my ab definition to the point, but it's, it's enough to be able to see a little bit of water weight on there, you know, where you can, you can still uh, sort of physically see the abs, but there's still, you can see there's a layer, small bit of fat moving in there, small bit of water weight going in. Uh, and Sometimes that can mess with you, but for me personally, I, I am so lucky. I don't deal with body dysmorphia. 
uh, I'm lucky enough where I just look at myself and I, th- I think, okay, I'm building. I'm, I'm, I've set a foundation because I've gone from one ex- such a, an extreme where I've gone from this uh, skinny, you know, skinny fat person to this person now who works out every day for the past, you know, four years without, without any rest days. And it's to the point now where I've, I know I'm happy with how I look and it's just bonus days every day. It's like um, those people who feel like they nearly died and every day afterwards it's just a bonus, basically. That's what it feels like. So starting from there, so you have built a foundation. You've got your foundation and you're now saying to yourself, well, I'm going to try and put on more muscle mass. I think this is perfect for that intermediate person, that person who's been working out for like two to three years and you're like, how do you go from there and that's where I'm at at the moment where I'm just I've done so much calisthenics so much foundation work that I'm now trying to level up and I think this is really cool is that it narrows it down to this really simple formula of increasing your calories by a small amount so I'm at 3,300 for me at the moment and that's you know for me it's a lot of food I'm so used to being at like 2,500, 2,200, 2,700, nothing more than that. And so I've I'm kind of, you know, got pushed my calories. And I did this nice little thing in September to October where I pushed them slowly up to a maintenance where I was going from 2,700 up to 3,000. And I was trying to test the waters a little bit, you know, adding calories in slowly while also continue on my workout regime of three cardio sessions a week plus four weight sessions by doing so and also stretching guys stretching every day i'm like fuck it i saw this doc about eight years before this happened and he was like hey man you're so fucking tight i've never seen anybody in my life as tight as you you need fifty thousand hours of stretching he's doing some crazy number whether i'm doing cardio or whether i'm weightlifting and i would increase these calories slowly and it's it's really nice to get to the point when you get to the three hunt three thousand and you're like i can i can keep going more i'm not increasing in weight too fast i'm slowly increasing weight i didn't just shoot from you know 82 all the way up sorry 83 all the way up until 89 in the space of a month no it was a nice slow burn and the slower you can do it the, the better the results are so if you can do that then you can build up this mental fortitude to be able to say to yourself, well, I can sustain the next few months uh, on this set of calories. And I know for a fact, yes, I'm going to put on a little bit of water weight, a little bit of fat, and but at the same time, I'm going to be putting on muscle. And it's really exciting. And you're going to see your strength go up. Uh, I know this is basic stuff. You're going to see your strength go up. You're also going to see that in the summer, and I can't wait to do this as well, when you cut, it's going to look even more insane than it did last time. So you've already gone through a a sort of cutting phase where you got into that lean ab phase. We've all, you know, if if you're at that stage now where you're thinking, I haven't got there, don't worry. I'll just give you a quick sum up here is that if you can maintain that first year, it will be in that second year where you see some serious results. You need to make sure that, yes, you're not in too long of a calorie deficit, for instance. A lot of people just go into those insane, cut those calories real quick and go down real loads of cardio. And then they just fuck up and they have this huge uh, 
uh, negative like association with food and it goes all over the place. It's, what you want to build is this really nice, positive environment with your food. So you know you're eating healthy foods. You know you're also allowing yourself to go out with friends, family, drinks. Eight o'clock in the morning, I'll have fish and a rice cake. At 10 o'clock, I'll have fish. At 12 o'clock, I'll have fish and a rice cake. At two o'clock, I'll have fish. At four o'clock, just before I train, I'll have fish and a rice cake. I'll train, I'll have me fish. Uh, I'll come home, have some more fish with a rice cake, and then have some fish before I go to bed. And, you know, also having some strictness sometimes to say, no, I'm not gonna have that today. Or, no, it's not worth me going out tonight with friends to, you know, if I've had a few breaks within the week already. You need to build up that mental fortitude. I actually think the first couple of years of training is just you getting into the habit of training and then also eating properly and then going from there. Uh, I think also it's, the same can be said for cardio as well, is that if you can find that cardio base that you're looking for as well and consistently do that, then it makes weightlifting a lot easier as well because you can put in the more reps without getting really tired quickly. You're not going to be finding that you're, um, you know, struggling with putting out 12 to 15 reps on a lightweight, for instance, or if you're putting in like me, where you do eight to 10 reps on something that's a little bit lighter, uh, and you're going in for six to four reps on that something that's rather hard. And by combining that with consistent food, you're going to see some results real fast, real quick. And I think that, to me, bulking is a little bit overrated. I think when people think of bulking, they immediately think of, I can eat whatever I want because I'm just trying to put on weight. It's not the case at all. I think actually it's just eating the exact same things you were already eating when you were cutting, just more of it. Uh, what I've found is that I've not been eating anything that I wouldn't eat if I wasn't on a cut. It's just more calories in certain areas, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm eating my greens. For instance, a lot of people cut out greens because they're like, there's too much fiber, man. Be a little bit hard on yourself. Have that, what you would call teacher mode almost with yourself and say, well, I'm gonna eat some two lots of greens. I'm gonna have three pieces of fruit and then that's my five a day sorted there. And you're not gonna to have to use athletic greens uh, or some sort of AG1 or some sort of green powder to be able to make up for that. I don't, yes, there's probably science to back up using those powders, but I don't think it can truly substitute for actually eating sprouts, broccoli, uh, cabbage, whatever you want that's green that's gonna give you those nutrients. I would say that really focus in on actually you know what's going to help you. So you've got your training as well. So we've talked about the calories. The calories are a slow burn. You start with what I would call the maintenance phase. If you come off a cut, immediately go to the maintenance phase where you slightly increase your calories to the point where you get to the point where you're maintaining a weight and it doesn't seem like you are putting any more weight on, on those calories. Then you can slightly, by what I would class 100 calories more, into the next month. And then continue that for that month. Then you can, you're in your bulking phase. By doing this, you'll actually be able to look at your abs and you'll be able to maintain it. If you take photographs, like I do, uh, and have that sort of backup to be able to see where you've gone, 
from start to finish, then you can actually see, well, are they fading? How fast are they fading? How uh, am I eating too much at the moment? Am I getting too much water? Am I feeling bloated? Am I forcing myself to eat? If you're forcing yourself to eat to meet those calories, you're doing something wrong. It shouldn't be forcing. It should be, I'm hungry. It's time to eat. And for me at the moment, it's like four slash three meals a day. They're quite big meals. Uh, I'm not very hungry in the mornings. So I'm eating like 600 calories, 600 and 700 calories. Most of my calories come after my training in the evening where I'm having like 1,200 to 1,500. You know, that might sound like a lot to people, but for me, because I'm going to sleep at like 10 o'clock at night, it's, it's great. It doesn't affect my work day, for instance. And at lunchtime, I'm not really that much of a lunch person i'm not happy you know i'll have chicken rice and then sprouts or broccoli whatever i, I know i know to the people a lot of people that sounds really boring but for me lunch isn't that fun so i just put in a boring meal in there broccoli chicken breast and uh yeah that kind of stuff and chicken breast and broccoli a lot of vegetables a lot of kale brown rice boiled chicken breast every two hours which is not very good. Kobe's man said chicken breast and chicken. <laughs> chicken. Loads of chicken. Pounds and pounds. I would eat at least two rotisserie chickens a day myself. The fun stuff's in the evening. So I'm having steak, I'm having bread, I'm having air fried potatoes, I'm having some sort of greens again. And then I'm also going to be having some Greek yogurt and some apples. Again, you can hear, you're listening in and you're thinking, but those don't sound like bulking foods, but they, they are. It just depends on how much you're eating of them. And then, for instance, in the morning I'm having... Um, porridge with peanut butter i'm having an apple i'm having whey protein in that uh, porridge and that to me is filling up until lunchtime and if it's not i've got rice cakes i've got some sort of you know protein bar whatever those are like you don't need them by the way i wouldn't recommend them i just said like those are for me they're just like filling calories when i need to sort of thing so i wouldn't say go out there and do that i just say that that's what i found to fill the the calories because they're not very filling in the first place so if you're somebody who gets hungry quickly they're not going to work for you so calories slow burn number one number two eat your greens and your apples and your fruits number three training so what i've found for me to progress quite quickly over the space of this the past three months i'm gonna say three months three months has been having a rep range of all the way down to four up until 14 slash 12 what i do is i i start off with a weight that i can do for 10 and i rep it out i get the 10 in and then i'll move up 10 kg on whatever i'm doing move up see if i can get eight reps out and then if I can get eight reps out, I'm moving down to six reps. And then if from six reps, I'm going down to four. And at the four, it should be extremely difficult. It should be difficult. It should be pushing you to the limit. It should be really hard to get that fourth rep out. And I don't really want to have any more in the tank for that one. I want to move on. And then I want to get an eight rep of a 10 kg to 15 kg lower rate. So you see, I'm still building the strength and the hypertrophy at the same time. I'm getting the pump as well as finding the strength training there as well a lot of people think when you want to buy a build of hypertrophy you're not going to get any strength out of it but if you combine them together you're almost having a double trouble double-edged sword which is pretty awesome i love it it's really it's really fun to do it's a really fun training uh, regime i've not seen it done anywhere else i know i think a lot of people do do that uh, i've not anyone heard anyone talk about it but that's my my way of doing things and I find it extremely fun to do. And it gets a pump. It gets a, it's a pump and a strength. 
The greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps. Blood is rushing into your muscles and that's what we call the pump. Your muscles get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into, into your muscle. It just blows up and it feels different. It feels fantastic. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym, I'm getting the feeling of coming at home, I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people, I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> uh, and you can see what I've done is I've got an Excel spreadsheet where I can track my lifts. And I think over the next two years, I'm gonna progress pretty quickly. The only downside, and I know downside, is what I found is my running has slowed down a little bit, purely out of the fact that I'm heavier, which means that I'm lifting more weight when it comes down to my legs hitting the pavement. I'm also very, uh, what's the word, careful of my knees kind of taking a toll. So I'm making sure I'm stretching more and my lower back as well because I'm making uh, a lot of progress in how many miles I'm putting in. And I don't want uh, the heaviness to affect that. So what I'm gonna do in February, starting in February, I'm going down to a maintenance phase. So you can see here where I've done the bulk, I've done the maintenance to bulk, and now I'm doing the maintenance all the way down to the cut. The cut will only be two months, the bulk was three. I'm trying to sort of give my body a lot more calories than I would have usually. Uh, I think it's also because I'm doing a lot more intense exercise. Being in the gym rather than doing calisthenics, calisthenics, I have to do a lot more of it to be able to burn the same amount of calories that I am doing right now where I'm pushing weight. So as much as I love calisthenics is that you actually eat less because you're burning less. So there is that. However, I'm also very aware that I have a marathon coming up in uh, April. So I have to also do the quote unquote maintenance, bulk to maintenance purely out of performance as well. So for you, the person, maybe you wanna continue the bulk into February and finish the winter and still maintain your abs by having that slow, slow calorie while also doing cardio. Do fucking cardio, please. I don't swear very often in this podcast, but I really wanna emphasize, if you are not doing cardio during your winter bulk, you will not be able to see those abs. They will be gone, brother. They will be gone, sister. That's it. They gone, buddy. And it's gone. Well, well, what can I do to get back? I said, and it's gone. They gone. Like, because if the cardio is basically an easier way for you to be able to burn uh, fat efficiently. And while you will increase your metabolism with weight training, what you will find with running is that you'll be able to increase the amount of calories that you can eat as well at the same time as your metabolism metabolism increasing from the weights. So if you can do both, friggin' awesome. Like genuinely, it's it's gonna be such a, uh, it's gonna be excellent for your body as well because you're gonna have, have days where it's um, getting torn apart through, <laughs> through weights and then it's gonna have days where you're testing your cardiovascular where your lungs are expanding and contracting and the, and your brain's really focusing in on that. Because I actually find that uh, my brain 
goes on rest mode sometimes when I'm at the gym because there's so much rest in between sets. So I have to, when I say rest, I'm talking about like one to two minutes, by the way. Not not like the powerlifting five-minute deck chair. Time to get on, sit on my ass and do nothing. No. In this case, uh, it's one to, I, I do like um, one, if I do one set, I'll have one minute rest, then do the next set. Just keep doing that. Uh, and sometimes if I'm feeling really, ex like quite exhausted, I'm panting, I'm at 130 beats per minute. Uh, then I will let my heart rate go back down to around 100, 110. And then I will do a minute and a half, maybe two minutes rest to be able to get that. And, and, and you can see if I'm doing that with my weights, imagine my cardio where I'm keeping the lower heart rate for when I'm doing two sessions and then I'm doing a higher heart rate on one session. And that one session is called race pace where you basically run at the pace you would for a marathon, half marathon, whatever, 10K, whatever you're doing. So you can see here, I'm basically slowly increasing the, the calories, making sure that I'm getting in a good rep range. It's also challenging me, my hypertrophy and my strength. I'm making sure that I'm getting my cardio in. I'm not skipping abs. <laughs> I'm still doing sit-ups, I'm still doing leg raises, I'm still doing planks. Those are my three. They may not be your three, you'll find your own. But if you do, then get three exercises. What I've found as well with my training is that I will have three exercises for each body part, and those will get done twice a week. So if you can do that, then your aces, you're hitting your, your body twice a week, boom. It, it, that's been scientifically proven that's the best way to do it if you're hitting your body once a week you are leaving gains on the table my brother my sister <laughs> i love saying that so funny um <laughs> anyway so again consistency here if you can consistently do these things you'll see the results very quickly uh i actually think that my Summer of this year is going to be great, but I actually think the summer of next year, 2024, is going to be friggin' insane gains. Like, serious, serious gains because of the the winters kind of like... I've jumped in from doing calisthenics up till uh, end of October. It will be nice to have a full year of me training and eating and doing cardio all at the same time. Doing all the rules that I'm talking about there for the four rules and the fifth rule being also stretch the hell out stretch to be able to maintain this consistency for me training seven days a week means that i need to make sure i'm looking after myself my joints my whole body needs to be making sure that i'm getting eight hours sleep as well minimum it, sometimes i'm giving myself nine because i can feel it making sure that i'm getting in some salt if i'm training cardio i need those electrolytes i need that salt uh, I need to make sure that I am pre-gaming my workouts. I'm making sure that I'm getting a good amount of carbohydrates in before I train. I'm making sure that I'm getting the post-workout protein at some point from an hour to two hours after the workout. Yes, some people go for that immediate shake afterwards. I'm not that guy. I am probably a little less hungry after a workout, so I will prolong it until I am hungry again. So that's a lot of information for you to take on right there. And if you are like me, you're an intermediate and you are in this phase where you want to bulk, but at the same time, not lose your abs, please, for the love of God, please don't book dirty bulk and just eat whatever you want because you will lose your abs. Uh, and you will also lose the image that you have of yourself. And somewhere along the way, it will go from healthy exercise and healthy lifestyle 
to a negative lifestyle where you look uh, and people will stop complimenting you and they will start and I, I know you shouldn't base your mindset around what other people think I'm not somebody who really cares about that but some people do and for you you will really really suffer if you do go on that non-cardio non-abs non uh, caring about your calorie intake you know all of these things is going to make you really struggle so please as well while you're also doing this, have fun. <laughs> have a smile on your face when you're doing these things. Don't force yourself to do something you're hating. If you are somebody who hates weights and you hate, like, try it. But then if, you, if you're after, like, three months of doing it, you're like, I, I really can't stand this. Then go back to calisthenics or go back to resistance bands or go do yoga or find something that's going to cause your body to respond to some sort of training that will build muscle and that will help you increase your metabolism and will build you in confidence and will build your muscle mass. There's a hell of a lot more I should be talking about. I feel like I need to do a part two for this, but for those who aren't interested in that, I will leave that for another podcast. I will push it on. Next week, I'm going to be doing a podcast on Dragon Ball Z Abridged and Yu-Gi-Oh Abridged. So for those who are anime fans or for those who are YouTube fans, that's going to be a massive one. I can't wait to record that because it is. it seems to be coming back. It seems to me that Dragon Ball Z and Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged are popping up on Instagram Reels and TikToks. So I'm really excited about that to, to sort of re-engage with that community and chuck a, a, a podcast out there purely on those guys because they are so much fun. Goku and Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, they bring out the training. They also have Master Roshi who gives out the same rules that I just gave out. Get plenty of rest, good sleep, eat a lot of food and never give up and continue to keep going. Because the more you have of exterior, they don't have to be real people. If you have some sort of person to look up, look up to in life, whether it be Goku or Vegeta, or even uh, <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's TN. What was Krillin busy with your power level? You're no android, you're no Namekian, and you're certainly no Super Saiyan. Power levels. Super Saiyans and you. Oh, I shouldn't say it, laugh at Krillin, but Krillin. <laughs> oh dear, but Krillin as well. And um, then you can have something to look at. One Punch Man, whatever it is, you have to look Goggins, for God's sake. You know, if you have someone to look up to as well, it's going to really help you down the line to maintenance. Uh, I have really enjoyed this different style of training, this different way of life uh, over the past three months. This is getting exciting, people. Like, really exciting to the point where uh, I'm seeing, you know, the, the, the right arm is clearly bigger than the left arm i can tell you that now and obviously that's not good but uh you know that's that's for me to figure out with an isometric movement to be able to make sure that i <laughs> i grow the left bicep more than the right bicep uh for the guys they know what's happened there <laughs> anyway anyway um i hope you get got something from that at the end of the day, a lot of people are probably saying, well, Chris, you've just named a bunch of stuff that's very simple, very obvious, and we all knew this stuff in the first place. Well, if you did, then you'll be applying it and you'll be doing it consistently already. And if you're doing that, well done. Number one, number, number one, congratulations if you knew that already. If you didn't know that, welcome.
And if you're the person already who hasn't built a foundation and you're just like, well, this is all doesn't really apply to me. Well, actually, the same rule applies uh, even if you are in the first and second year. Just actually what you might find is if even if you're in a cut for your first and your second year, you're going to be making gains anyway because your body's just responding to this new new way of training, this new way of life. And so it will be nothing but positives for you. You will be getting those newbie gains real quickly. You just have to have the one word that overrides all of the stuff I just talked about there that I will repeat over and over and over and over again until I am uh, going crazy, whatever. Consistency. Consistency, consistency is everything. If you cannot maintain the lifestyle that you are leading now, you will not make the gains that you want. You will not get the body that you want. You will not get the mindset that you want. The mindset is actually the greatest thing that you're going to get out of this. If you can look at yourself in the mirror and be positive in both cut, bulk, maintenance, whatever lifestyle, or just maintain, main gaining, not going to look down on you. If you're main gaining, good for you as well. All of these, if you can do it consistently, and if you can maintain that mindset of your, you've got a goal and you're going to achieve it, that's it. That is it right there. And if you can continue to do that, well, I'll see you at the end of the line. <laughs> Positive way to the end of the podcast, as always. So this has been a Tell Us Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. Oh, could it be Ten Shin Han? Please tell me it's Ten Shin Han. Man, that's like a hate boner triangle.